No matter how brilliant your mind or strategy, if you're playing a solo game, you'll always lose out to a team. That wisdom comes from Reid Hoffman, co-founder of LinkedIn. Today, we're featuring Bob Bolt, partner and private wealth advisor at Symphony Financial, a high-performing ensemble team of the Northwestern Mutual Private Client Group. Thank you for joining us, Bob. Thanks for having me, Kelly. I asked you to participate in this series on sales teams because of your perspective, being a very successful solo advisor for 10 years, and then in 2020, joining a top independent sales team within Northwestern Mutual Private Client Group. You had a big job in corporate finance and private equity. Bob, what motivated you to pivot and become a private wealth advisor with Northwestern Mutual? Yeah, so I, I spent about 25 years in the banking, investment banking world, mostly financing buyouts for private equity firms, and really had kind of a confluence of events in the beginning of 2009. Uh, my first wife passed away in the beginning of the year, and uh, we had one daughter, and she was a senior in high school. And if you remember back to 2009, the Great Recession, mm -hmm. basically the M&A environment and all leveraged finance business was shut down. So I decided to just take a year off of work, be home with my daughter till she headed off to college. And I just spent a lot of time in prayer and reflection, trying to think of what I should do next, something maybe more personally impactful. And I had been a client of Northwestern Mutual on the insurance side for about 20 years. So as I started talking to many different firms and looking at different uh, things to do going forward, that was one of the companies that I spoke with. And the more I uh, interviewed and talked and looked at different situations, I just really felt kind of a calling to go to Northwestern Mutual and start an advisory business from scratch. And it was really difficult, you know, those first few years. And I would say um, I probably wouldn't have stuck with it if I didn't really feel like it was the place I had been appointed to go do this. I, I sometimes half joke that I think I had more job offers my first year in the business than I had clients. That <laughs> well, second yeah. year that people really thought, oh, you're going to stick with this. I would like to talk to you. Oh my gosh. Wow. It's yeah. hard to hear. And obviously, you're doing wonderfully with a beautiful wife and this expanded family from there. Very so. blessed since then to get married and we've adopted a couple of sons and um, I feel very fortunate. Mm. All right. So after 10 years of running your private wealth practice, you joined forces with the partners of Symphony Financial led by Keith Spengel and Tom McBreen. What inspired you to become part of the Symphony Financial Ensemble? You know, having worked in larger firms for 25 years, I had always been part of a team or had been leading a team. So one of the first things that I noticed when I started, you know, this advisory career is that everybody's trying to recreate the same wheel in terms of running their business, meaning that they need someone to help run their calendar. They need someone to help process client policies and accounts, hiring and training. Everybody has to have all those talents. So that seemed strange to me. And so over the years, I had actually talked with other advisors about teaming up. I wasn't sure exactly what that would look like, but for one reason or another, it just wasn't the right fit or the right timing. And over the years, Keith and I had known each other and we had become good friends, but it actually took a kind of a serendipitous conversation from a business coach that we were both using 
although we didn't know that each other was using the same coach. Oh. And at one point, uh, our coach said, I think there's somebody on coaching that could help you with this subject and said the same thing and asked permission if she could introduce us. And she introduced me to Keith. I'm like, well, I know Keith. He lives just down the road. <laughs> so that was really the first time that we sat down and really talked about our business and maybe more importantly, our vision for the future. And then as we brought Tom into the conversation, the thing that was striking was that we had very different strengths, very different talents, but we had very similar vision and purpose for what we wanted to do. So as we started to talk more, I just started to feel that it was really an opportunity where you know one plus one plus one might equal a lot more than three. Wow. And I can see that with these different skill sets, it was almost a magical formula bringing you all together. Yeah, and that's what was exciting. As a partnership, we we now have a team of people with different skills and strengths. We, we call them our superpowers. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of bring those together for the benefit of everyone, you know, our clients as well as our firm. And our, our strengths, they're not only your talents, but they tend to be the things that give you energy. Yes. So... Um, you know, as an ensemble, as a team now, I get to spend more time doing the things that give me energy because there's other people on the team that are handling the areas that don't give me energy. And the beautiful thing is we hire people who get energized by those things. And, and so no one feels like they're kind of stuck, uh, you know, doing something that they don't like. There's, there's work that we all have to do that we might not love, but we're good at. But the more we can spend time in our strengths and where we where we get energy, the more productive we are. That's so wise and smart. How how has it been different being a partner and team member versus a solo advisor? Well, you know, mostly we we don't all have to be good at everything. So we don't all have to know how to run a business and how to market. Uh, all be good at meeting with clients and being an HR expert or managing investments, uh, you now have partners. And, and so you you can rely on them. At the same time, you can't just make whatever decision you feel like on your own, right? Uh, but when you have partners that you trust and you you all bring different skills to the room, it's a really good thing. I would say, you know, another benefit is the fact there's now a natural secession path. If someone retires, someone dies prematurely. I mean, we're really creating a multi-generational mm. firm that can take care of our clients for the rest of their lives, as well as through the next generation of their families. I, As I get older in my career, I've had a lot of clients ask me before they decide to hand over their wealth for us to take care of, how long are you going to keep doing this? Right. Or what happens if you get hit by the proverbial bus? So now they really don't worry about that because they know the team. I introduce them to other team members. So it's much more comfortable for them. And funny thing is, I find that we focus on hiring and developing the next generation who will succeed us at the firm. Um, it actually allows me to think about staying around longer. I'm working more years because I'm having more fun. I'm mentoring them as opposed to feeling like I've got to run everything on my own. Sure. There's the stat that's crazy. It's something like 90 plus percent 
of clients of life insurance companies leave hmm. that company when the advisor dies or retires. Yes. And if we can harness that, and it's what we are, we think we are doing with a multi-generational firm, especially for advisors who are within, like we are, within a life insurance original company like Northwestern Mutual. Our clients, you know, we manage about a billion dollars of assets right now, but we have about three billion in death benefit yeah. on our clients. So if we or our next generation can capture most of that instead of having most of it leave, it'll be a huge source of growth for the firm in the future, as well as serving the client well. And confidence for the heirs of whoever set up the original plan with you guys, that they can trust you. They already know you. They already know us. And, and we we talk to them and ask to meet with their adult children as they start in their business careers yeah. to help them, you know, if they can, but just to let them know who we are and get comfortable that there's a plan. And certainly some clients are very open. They want their, their children to know everything that's going on. And there's other clients that are very private and don't want their children to know what they have, but they do want their children to know who to call. It really allows you to keep the promise of why people work with an advisor like yourself and Symphony Financial. Our tagline on our website is we want people to live more and worry less. And Love it's that tagline. one of those things that they can worry less about. It nails why people work with advisors to a T. <laughs> so when you went from solo advisor to the team, what ways did you have to change how you worked? You can't just make any decision that you want on your own. <laughs> and certainly, you know, we can be used to you know, kind of making our own rules and working at a certain pace and doing things a certain way. So you lose a little bit of that freedom because you naturally need some more structure when you have a team. But in my case, I've just found it to be more exciting, uh, not just that I'm working just for my own benefit. I mean, I, I really like the fact when I bring in new business and things go well, that I'm helping my partners accomplish their dreams and, and helping our team succeed in what they want. So in our case, it's really worked great to have this team. And for clients, I found that, you know, when we have more than one partner in a meeting, those meetings tend to be very beneficial for the clients. And our and our success ratio is much higher because we just we hear things a little bit differently. We ask questions in slightly different ways. So for me it's been almost total benefit versus <laughs> doing things on my own. Did you have to give anything up, like some income in order to move forward or, you know, your coffee every morning at 6 a.m.? <laughs> That's the fear, right, that you're going to have to give up or, yes. gosh, can I still take a, a long weekend when I want or a vacation when I want? In our case, and it, and it takes a lot of trust, really, the partners have not changed their lifestyle very much. And we live in different places, different times of the year. We take vacations. We, we manage our work schedules very differently. 
but we can all trust that we're getting the job done and the results have been there. So it really hasn't been too much of a give up at all. It's It's been more of an enhancement. You feel like if you do take a couple of days off, things don't shut down. Yeah. Uh, and that's great. Nothing's, nothing's better than when you're when you're taking a day vacation and you get a text that somebody just brought in some new business. <laughs> How does the team's model on paper compare to teams in reality? It, it takes a lot of coordination and work. We began using the um, entrepreneurial operating system. Uh, Gino Wickman wrote about in the book Traction. Um, and that has really helped us to organize ourselves by um, skills and talents, kind of who should sit in what seats. Mm -hmm. We now have an accountability chart that is based on people's skills versus an organizational chart that's typically based more on seniority. So for us, I, I would say that the sum has definitely been greater than the parts, which has made the business a lot of fun. Our clients tell us, you know, they love the boutique feel. We now have a 21 person firm and they love the feel of a boutique firm. They also like the fact that we are housed within a high integrity Fortune 100 financially strong company, but they like that feel much better than just feeling like they had me as their advisor and that was kind of it. Now our, our goal is to continue to grow the business organically, but we're also looking to grow from an acquisition or a, or a merger with other talented advisors and their teams so we can bring on skills or expertise that we might not have or expand to a geography that we currently aren't in. In fact, we just added a fourth partner and his team at the end of last year. And that's been a, a terrific addition. Excellent. What do you think makes Symphony Financial such an extraordinarily profitable and high-performing team? I think we have really talented people. And it's not just in the partners. We've hired very well. So we have a chief operating officer who does not meet with clients. Um, he just runs the operations. Um, we've got a head of our investment operations and insurance operations who is also super talented. In fact, those two individuals have now bought small ownership positions in our firm. They are thinking like owners and how we serve clients, operational expenses, the decisions we make on hiring and training, as well as the partners really utilizing the best skills from each person to make the best decisions on, you know, where we should go, where should we invest our time and talent, what things we shouldn't do. And so it's just working well in that regard. The whole design is so strategic and well thought through from the top all the way through to not only the clients and everyone in between, but then their families. And it's really aligned with the strategy and plan you've set up for the clients so that it keeps alive throughout generations, which is really, really impressive. No, thanks. That's been our goal. We think so far it's working well. For advisors who are thinking about forming or joining a team and leaders wanting to start or build more teams, what advice would you pass on? I think the biggest thing I would say is focus on culture and values of the people you may team with. 
way more than strategy. You know, the old saying that culture eats strategy for breakfast yeah. uh, is so true. Uh, and the who is much more important than the how. I would say it's important to hire good people, partner with good people, and then trust them to do their job. Um, we get a lot of support from the home office of Northwestern Mutual, as well as our local managing partner of our agency. Um, and that's that's important because, you know, as this is kind of a developing thing in the mutual companies and in the some of these other advisory firms, it can feel threatening and to somebody who's later in their career, who maybe is a managing partner saying, how is this changing how I've always done things? Having them be kind of on our side with an open mind and thinking, how does this benefit all of us has been super helpful. I would also say, make sure that you get some outside professional help. Talk with firms who have done this before. I'm happy to help if somebody has some questions. But we have a third-party valuation company, and they help us with projections. They help us with valuation, documentation. We have a business coach who helps us with vulnerability and talking about difficult issues together and goal setting. So get that outside help as well. I would probably also, uh, however you want to phrase it, sometimes we say crawl, walk, run, take time or, or date, then get engaged, then get married. Uh, you know, take your time, do some work together, really get to know each other, what your vision is, what your values are. The, the last thing you want to do is have to undo a partnership like this once you put it together. So take your time and really make sure that it's the right combination, that you're not just running into something because it seems like other people are doing it. Yeah, these are terrific insights and in of the internal workings and the potential concerns like feeling threatened. I know one of the, I cannot remember who I was speaking with, but he said, you get the teams together and then they start cherry picking your teams out of your organization. And then I talked to another client of mine and said, what do you think about that? He also has teams. He's a general agent at uh, Mass Mutual. And he said, if the culture isn't right for them, yeah, they can get cherry picked. But if the culture works and the teams are being supported, it'll be almost impossible to get them stolen away from you, as this other person was saying. Well, you hope you do something that's additive all the time. And that you do it in the right way with a lot of open communication. It's also, you know, it's a change for these companies when you have had solopreneurs. So all of your recognition systems are designed to recognize the individual and their production and what they've done. And now you have a team. And on Symphony, our goal is to have the firm be the spotlight that we don't own clients individually. They're clients of the firm. That's who's taking care of them. And so just changing how you recognize. And my, my partner, Keith, is a visionary. So he acts as kind of the CEO for our, for our team. And, and as we've grown, he has more and more of his time spent elsewhere, not in bringing new clients to us, not in advising clients. And eventually, he may get to the point where he doesn't have client contact or client meetings at all, uh, or just a small number of them. 
So for everybody, it takes trust and it takes flexibility on how things change. It does change. But like I said, with open communication, you hope it's all changing for the better. I don't know if you know this, but but teams were introduced 20 plus years ago with great fanfare into the industry and many organizations piled in. Mm-hmm. And for some of the reasons you've shared, you know, the way that people were comped, the way that it was designed in terms of recognition, uh, the way that the leaders of agencies knew how to run agencies, there were only a few, maybe a handful who picked it up. And it's so inspiring to hear how you all have figured out the solutions in partnership, right, with your, with Northwestern Mutual. I mean, that's, that's why it's able to gain traction, steal the book name, (laughs) from inside of Northwestern Mutual. And it's so good for everyone. I mean, there's not a, a stakeholder in this design that is getting the short end of the stick. That's the goal. It is a little bit like trying to change your tires while you're driving down the highway. <laughs> um, so uh, we there's starts and stops and yeah. double checks, and you want to make sure that you're you're doing this right because, as you say, it's it's a new thing. There's not a great hundred year playbook on how to do this well and what not to do. So you're bound to make some mistakes. Um, I would tell you that one of the biggest things that gave me confidence initially to join Keith and Tom is the knowledge that if we did something wrong and six months into it, we figured out that somebody had gotten screwed because we forgot something, that we would undo it and do what was right. And and that takes a lot of confidence in your partners to feel like, like let's move forward. Right. Well, <laughs> Yes. So far, and I think I'll give a lot of credit to our our outside professional help. We haven't, you know, made those mistakes yet, and I'm sure we would have without that kind of help. Again, seeking counsel—that's a value. Uh, we don't do this alone. We bring in outside eyes who are experts at it. So I love hearing all of these tenets and principles and values of Symphony Financial. So as our series on high-performing sales teams continues gaining traction, see, I was using that word before you talked about the book. (laughs) I'm a big fan of EOS, by the way. But I'll be showcasing a variety of sales teams' perspectives like we've just experienced with Bob Bolt. And my goal is to give leaders and advisors who want to bring or expand this model in their firm an insider's angle on how the best teams think and work. Bob, thank you for generously sharing your experience about successfully transitioning from a solo advisor to partner with Symphony Financial. Well, thanks, Kelly. It's been a pleasure to talk to you today. So for leaders watching this, here's the burning question. What would it mean to you if you could build high-performing sales teams within your firm like Bob and his partners are doing at Symphony Financial? You can. Start by identifying your ideal vision for your teams and assess what's stopping your ideal from happening right now. If you're serious, take our top team mistakes to avoid assessment and I'll personally review results, plus give you actionable steps you can put into place immediately. There's no charge, only the upside of moving your teams to your ideal. 
I've helped more than 500 plus top industry leaders increase performance, results, and profits during the past 20 plus years. To say it's my passion is an understatement. <laughs> so click the button below this video to take the confidential assessment. Whether you want feedback from me or not, you'll gain specific intelligence on exactly where to focus your efforts to improve the performance within all of your teams. If you want to learn more about Bob Bolt and Symphony Financial, go to symphonyfinancial.nm.com. To subscribe to more podcasts like this, visit macaulayandco.com forward slash podcast and sign up. I'm Kelly McCauley, president of Macaulay & Company, where we help good leaders become great through high-impact leadership and team coaching that delivers measurable results. Until next time, keep leading yourself and your teams to higher levels of success in all areas of your lives.